He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth. Have you ever felt ill-equipped? Maybe you thought you weren't good enough for a job. Maybe you thought you needed to be trained in a certain skill in order to complete a task. Maybe you thought someone who was older, more experienced could do a better job than you. And maybe you thought you were too old. You know, you thought someone younger than you would be better suited for the job over you. Well, in our Bible passage today, Paul takes two ordinary guys Timothy and Epaphroditus, and shows us what an example they are when it comes to spiritual service. Our ultimate goal is to be more Christ-like, to be more like Jesus and to follow his example. But we as humans, we see that and we think that is too high of a standard for us. Well, that is why Paul introduced Timothy and Epaphroditus. These guys they probably thought the same thing. There's someone out there better than me. There's someone out there who is younger than me. There is someone out there who is older than me. There is someone out there who has better words or better skills than me. But Paul uses these two men and the experiences and gifts and skills that they have been blessed with to show us what it looks like to partake in spiritual service and what it means to be more Christ-like. So let's take a look at the Bible passage together. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I may be cheered by news of you. I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare. All of them are seeking their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But Timothy's worth, you know, how like a son with a father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I trust in the Lord that I will come soon. Still, I think it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother and co-worker and fellow soldier, your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for all of you, and he has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. He was indeed so ill that he nearly died. But God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, so that I would not have one sorrow after another. I am the more eager to send him. Therefore, in order that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious, Welcome him then in the Lord with all joy and honour such people, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for those services that you could not give me. So Paul introduced these two ordinary saints who were not apostles or spectacular miracle workers. Paul used these two guys to show the importance of being obedient. 
He wanted us to know that the surrendered mind is not a luxury to be enjoyed by a chosen few. It's a necessity for Christian joy. And it's an opportunity for all of us as believers. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, submit yourselves to God. So what is that to have a surrendered mindset? It's about allowing God to take full and utter control of your lives. It is about putting our own intentions and wants and needs aside and allowing God to take control. It's about the willingness to let God use you, use you in your work, use you in your family, in your friendship circles, use you to further build the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 19 to 20, we're asked to make disciples by teaching them about God and to obey what God has commanded us to do. The only way that you can truly obey what God is asking of you is to be obedient, is to bow down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and say to him, here I am, send me. But how do we actually do that? Because it's definitely something that we all struggle with. Well, like I said, Paul has used these two guys to show us. We have both Timothy and Epaphroditus as our examples. Firstly, let's take a look at Timothy. He's spoken about in verses 19 to 24. Now, for some context, Timothy accompanied Paul on his first trip to Philippi. This can be found in Acts chapter 16. And Timothy stood out to Paul as a person who lives life who lives a life who is sacrificially devoted to what matters to Jesus, this being the welfare of people. Jesus commanded above all else, love one another. So how can we show our love towards others? Well, one way is to serve them, to show them in a practical way that they are so loved by God and the people around them. Timothy was like Christ in that he was more concerned with the well-being of others rather than himself. He wasn't interested in winning friends and influencing people. He was great. He was practically showing God's love through serving others. Now, this is a weird concept for non-believers to love and serve without an agenda. So some of you may know I was blessed enough to volunteer with a bunch of young adults from New Hope to partake in Red Frogs in December. It's an awesome organization that safeguards young people. And when we went down there during schoolies week to help the recent graduates of 2021, more often than not, their number one question after they ask how much do you get paid for this is why? Why do you do this? Why are you so committed to helping drunk schoolies? They just cannot fathom the fact that a huge team of young people would be so committed to serving others, to help them when they are at their most vulnerable state. The best part about this question is it's an awesome conversation starter, but it truly makes me wonder why. Why do we as Christians serve others? 
The answer is simple. Because Christ did. Because Christ served the most vulnerable. Christ served the sick. Christ served the oppressed. Christ served the broken. Christ served the unloved. And as Christians, we are called to follow in Christ's footsteps. We are called to be Christ-like. That is why we serve. Timothy served others just as Christ did. He was willing to lay it all on the line, to live out his God-given calling. The goal as Christians is to fill out the will of God and to do what God wants you to do. And so we live in constant obedience to the will of God. And we should always say, just as Paul did in verse 19, I hope in the Lord, that I trust in the Lord. I trust in Jesus to do this or that. Being in a surrendered posture, it doesn't mean you're just going to let life pass you by. It means that you trust in God to constantly pull through, to constantly bless you with more than you could ever ask or imagine. Society tells us that those who are obedient, they're quiet. They don't do anything unless otherwise told. They go with the flow. They can't think for themselves. They just wait around for instruction. This is not how God wants our obedience to look like. God wants us to surrender to him, but not the world. He wants us to obey him. To go out and make disciples, to live our lives according to his will, to fight for injustices, to speak up for the oppressed, to live a life just as Jesus did. Being obedient to his will and his calling. It doesn't mean being obedient to culture and what society tells us to do. It means abide in him and him alone. And then we see our second example, Epaphroditus. Now you can find this in verses 25 to 30. And we see here that he risked his life to serve Paul in prison. It says in verse 27 that he got so sick that he almost died trying to help Paul. Epaphroditus was a messenger sent by Philippi to visit Paul in prison to give him money, and then to come back and deliver this letter to Philippi. In verse 30, we see it says, because he came close to the death for the work of Christ. Epaphroditus was faithful. He was willing to work in order to spread the gospel, even if it means losing his life. His friendship and partnership in ministry it meant so much to Paul that Paul even considered it God's mercy on himself, Paul, that Epaphroditus recovered from his illness. That's how big of a role he played in Paul's life. Epaphroditus was willing to risk everything, including his life, in order to honour God and obey his calling. Okay. So maybe you don't have the likelihood of risking your life, but there are a lot of other things that you could be risking when sharing the gospel. You could be risking your status. You could be risking your comfort, risking your finances, 
or risking the opinions other people may have on you. In the Passion Translation, this verse, it says, he did it all because of his ministry of Christ. There is no agenda needed. Loving God, obeying him and sacrificing yourself and what you have, it's all you need. Now, I will be the first one to tell you that this will not be easy. Sacrificing is hard. It is difficult. And more often than not, the enemy is great at coming into your life when you are surrendering and sacrificing it all for God. This will not be easy. But you can do it. God can do it. God is doing a new work in you. God is transforming you. Don't put him in this box thinking that he can only do certain things at specific times. Fully trust and know that when you sacrifice yourself and offer your life as a living sacrifice for God, you will have so much more peace, so much more joy and freedom because you are living a life for Christ. Like I said, this will not be easy. If it was, I think we'd have a lot more Christians walking around because as existing Christians, we would not have the fear of sharing the gospel. We wouldn't have the fear of telling other people about God. We wouldn't have the fear of telling people we go to church. We wouldn't have the fear of not being in total control of our lives. We as humans, we love being comfortable. We don't enjoy discomfort. Uh, But more often than not, discomfort leads to growth. And when you take that leap of faith and you put yourself in that position where maybe you do tell a friend that you went to church on Sunday, or maybe you invite a friend to prayer and testimony night, take that leap of faith. Go share about your faith. Your faith shifts. Jesus didn't die for you in public, for you to only worship and praise him in private. He wants you to be open with your faith, to go out and make more disciples and lead more people to Christ. He doesn't need us to do it. He wants us to because he knows the extent of that growth that comes with that. He knows that not only are we exposing Christ to others, but we are growing in our own faith and trust in God too. So be bold. Step out in your faith. Be willing to go where God calls you, to do what God is calling you to do, and to do it all because of your ministry for Christ. Be willing to sacrifice your status. Sacrifice others' opinions of you sacrifice your time and and sacrifice your comfort in order to completely serve God we must sacrifice and surrender to God Timothy and Epaphroditus they both encourage us to to surrender ourselves to surrender ourselves to the Lord and to one another in the spirit of Christ They teach us in the importance of sacrificing and what it takes to live a life fully devoted to God. 
Christ is the pattern and the ultimate example that we follow. But Paul shows us in this section of Philippians that Timothy and Epaphroditus proved to us that surrendering and sacrificing to the Lord truly does work. Through Christ and obeying God, he will do an incredible work in you. If you allow God to take complete and utter control with your will for your life, it can be better than you can ever believe. All it takes is just that one step. It's to say yes to that one thing. So therefore, let me leave you with this. What is it in your life that God is wanting you to surrender and to sacrifice. As we go into this new year of 2022 and start creating our goals and resolutions, invite God into this decision, into this plan that you have for yourself or your family, because you will be surprised when you include him in that and you surrender and sacrifice your 2022 for him.